0: Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyden. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes, and when you do your inner work for the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. Hi, Laurel. How are you today? I am well. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm so glad we're back together again. It's our Monday podcast day and I just love when we are together and talking about inner work and this beautiful work because it just, I don't know. I I wish everybody loved to talk about it as much as we did. (laughs) I'm going to just go out on a limb and just say the world would be a different place if everybody would just own their own inner work and look in the mirror and get it done. I am just saying. Sometimes I... Don't want to be opinionated because it keeps me in a safe place, and so I'm challenging myself on the podcast today to uh, do as I say. <laughs> which our topic this week is the danger of playing it safe. Right? Oh, the danger, danger of playing it safe, right? That is such a good one.
1: It is. Oh, yeah, there is there is danger in playing it safe. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of danger in playing it safe, and. I will just say that um, I feel like this is a topic that I've explored personally and I explore all the time professionally with my clients. And I would encourage people to um, know that it's a very individual um, definition of what playing it safe would be for each of us right? We're all in a different place with this. We are all in a different place. So we don't want to judge anybody for where they are. And we really want to look at just where we are and what that means for us, right? Each one of us. Yes.
1: Yes. It, it's true. And when you think that on the neuroscience side of safety, our brain tries to keep us safe, yeah. And our brain is as individual as we are, right? Right, yeah, yeah,
0: good. My, good.
1: Bra- my brain only knows my own experience
0: yeah.
1: or my perception of others' experience. And that's the baseline from which I play safe.
0: Yeah. And I love that you uh, mentioned right here at the beginning of the show to Laurel about um, how our brain wants to keep us safe because I, and our nervous system, right, is wired for fight or flight to keep us alive and to keep us in survival space. And it really is, which we've talked about in other shows and we'll come back and talk about more this season. We were just saying today that we want to do a show all about triggers, which really puts us oftentimes in survival mode. But this idea of Um, you know, being able to recognize even when you're in, right, fight or flight or in uh, survival mode and how that keeps us in a space of trying to stay safe, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, and the the survival mode, when I think about fight or flight, that is one side of our nervous system. The other is the freeze, right? When we Mm -hmm. think about, sometimes we just freeze we're paralyzed. We can't move forward, and that's another way that our nervous system keeps us safe. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I was walking recently with a friend, and we saw a deer, mm-hmm. not that far from us, and the deer just stopped, and looked at us, and we we kept walking, and she thought it was so interesting that the deer just stopped, and I said that deer thinks if it. Is frozen right there and doesn't move. We we won't even see it, and so I I think that's what we do as you know as humans.
0: Yeah, we we
1: freeze. Mm -hmm. We freeze, hoping that that will keep us safe.
0: Yeah, I know. We did another show last season on um, being visible, and we talked about invisibility. And I talked about that being my that's my number one technique of you know keeping myself safe and in my comfort zone. Right is I just pretend I'm not even here I'll sit in the back of the room you can't see me I won't say anything I'll hardly breathe you won't even notice I'm here right that was my way of, of just not trying any attention to myself I don't have to be speaking when I don't want to speak I don't want you know I'm put on the spot right all these things that can be ingrained or they're part of our survival or it's just even sometimes characterological sometimes it's part of being an introvert I mean it's a lot of different things right we don't want to make ourselves bad for all of this it's just the goal is to just notice, right? Notice where we are with it and begin to understand that oftentimes our best life exists outside our comfort zone. Absolutely. And so that's the danger of playing it safe, right? <laughs> is you're not going to yes. live your best life necessarily if you stay in your comfort zone all the time.
1: Not and only that, but but you can't grow yeah. if you stay in your comfort zone, yeah. right? you know think about you know learning a particular skill if you never push yourself a little bit further mm-hmm. right staying staying where you are today that may not be your best life right, Play, right.
0: playing it that safe so let's yeah. talk about the dangers yeah 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 so what comes up for you for you when you first think about like just that that line the danger of playing it safe What what gets ticked off in you, Laurel?
1: You know, I mean, I, like you for many years, um, you know, stayed behind the scenes, was quiet, all of that, right? That was my favorite place to be, Mm -hmm. not getting the attention. And now what I realize is if I don't risk something, i'm never going to get what i want yeah and so you know something of like even playing it safe with not telling someone else how i really feel or playing it safe by believing when someone tells me my dreams are too big right Mm -hmm. so though that comes to mind that i may never have what i want if i am not willing to take a little bit of a risk, right,
0: right, right, and put yeah.
1: put myself in an unsafe or not put myself physically in an unsafe place, but right. the the emotional, the certainty, the you know, I think that's um, what comes up a lot for me is when I think something is risky. Really, all it means is it's uncertain. Yeah, I I don't know how it's going to turn out, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah. what about you? I think uh, when I think about it, there's a piece of me that recognizes that a lot of me staying in my comfort zone had to do with trying to avoid getting hurt, getting my tender heart hurt to uh, avoid being in conflict where I had to defend myself or, um, you know, call somebody out on their bad behavior or whatever, right? Like I, like years ago, that was so uncomfortable for me. And I really avoided that at all costs. And so I feel like over time, that's no long, those aren't the things anymore. But I think it is more of like, like for me, it's it's claiming what I want, and also taking the time to um, discover like what what do I want now? Because I th- I think as we as we live this beautiful life, as we're doing the beautiful work, right? And we have we get a lot of what we want because it it does usually happen. <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> for those of you that are out there and you might, well, why, why would I do the do beautiful work? It doesn't sound fun, right? Because you want to have a beautiful life and then you get what you want oftentimes. So this is good. Um, is uh, like pushing beyond what you think you could want or what you even think is possible. It's, it's like, so f- it, it's the comfort zone starts to get to a place where it's, it's even beyond sometimes dreaming about or wondering about. And that's an interesting place to be. That's a very interesting place to be.
1: It is, yeah. No, this is such a big topic. I, as you're speaking, I'm just thinking of all of the places in our lives where, you know, our our tendency to play it safe comes into play. Yeah, yeah. It's even as much as buying the same. Brand of cereal because we know (laughs) we know it. Yeah. yeah. We're not, we're not going to be disappointed if we know what we're getting. Right. Right. And so, I mean, there was a time in my life where, and I think my sister called me out on it, that I had no expectations Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. And that was really my need for protecting myself and staying safe. Yeah. I probably couldn't handle disappointment at that time in my life mm. for whatever reason. I didn't want to even have to be disappointed. So what did I do? Not expect much.
0: Right. right, right. Um, and then you so know, that's kind of shuts off the valve to what you want. Even don't you think that's abso- connected? a little bit. Oh, yeah,
1: completely. Because then yeah, yeah. I went into a period of what I call the great indecisiveness <laughs> Mm, i had no idea if i had choices too many choices even as simple as what i'm going to order on a menu right right, you know like i i really did go through a period where i was indecisive because i no longer knew what i wanted um because i i guess didn't i wasn't proactively seeking out a life that filled with things that I wanted.
0: Right, right, and I think that we get, um, if we're in the habit of not being in touch with what we want, right, if we detach, it's almost like a muscle that we detach from, right, or an intelligence, Let's say a connection, an inner connection that we've detached, then even just looking at a menu and going, Oh, I, I sometimes you want it all because it's just, Oh, well, that all sounds good. I, I could just want it all, right? <laughs> Versus like being really intentional. Well, what do I want right now, right in this minute? What sounds good right now? You know? Um, yeah. So we have to almost take ourselves back into that connection, that inner connection. Um, and start to reconnect with what, what do I want? What, what would make me happy? What is my version of the good life? Mm. Because everybody's version of the good life is different. Absolutely. Is. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine mm. if we all had the same life? <laughs> oh, well, stepford, step stepford lives. <laughs>
1: oh man
0: um
1: well and it's interesting because i you know i tend to think that there's um sometimes when we play safe it's from our own internal you know our internal clues right or our internal um comfort zone Mm -hmm. and other times when we play safe i honestly believe that it is because of tied to our fear of other people's opinion reaction all of that the fear of judgment that comes into play and and when i think about maybe not even being in touch with you know what i want and i'm willing to take the risk i have to be willing to risk criticism right Mm -hmm. not just willing to risk some big audacious dream that I have, oh but God. being willing to accept other people's opinion yeah. of the risk I'm taking and the dream that I have
0: and the life I'm trying to
1: create for myself.
0: Yes. I love uh, the four agreements work for this. I know we're going to come back and talk about the four agreements yeah. in another podcast um, this season. But what came up for me so strongly, right, is how do, how do, we, um, how, how do we self-correct or how do we, how do we get ourselves out of that habit of worrying about other people's opinions that keeps us in that illusion of safety, right? And the four agreements really did that for me in a big way, right? I had done a lot of the work, but then the four agreements don't take anything personally changed my life in that way because I realized whenever anybody's talking, they're talking, they're just talking about themselves (laughs) and their own opinions and their own ideas and whatever it is, it's, it's not necessarily about me. And I might think it's about me or it sounds like it's about me because they might not like me or not like what I'm saying, but it's still about them. Right. So to be able to um, find the safe place within Right, which is the place where you can come in internally and know, I'm going to be okay no matter what everybody else says, no matter how disappointed I might be in life, no matter how much I might want something and I can't seem to get it yet. Like, I'm still okay. I'm still internally, I'm still safe. I'm still me, still living this life. Whatever, how, whatever that space is inside where you're like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. 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 And that's different than playing it safe. That's what allows us to no longer play safe. Right. Feel the safety inside. I'm okay.
1: That's right. It is a tool to practice that muscle, like you were saying. Right. Right. You know? Right. One of the other things that I often think about when I know that I'm playing it safe and perhaps that's not—I'm going to say what I'm supposed to do, or not in the best interest of of me and my life. I often remind myself that um, if I continue to play it safe, the danger of my playing it safe is that I never realize my full potential. Mm-hmm. I never realize maybe even my full purpose and that comes you know really from that inner knowing that i'm meant for more than this right each of us i believe comes here in this form mm-hmm. to this planet for a purpose mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't know what that is yeah and so it takes being able to have that safety inside mm-hmm. that faith knowing that we're here for a reason. We might not know what that is, but if we continue to play it safe and do the same thing we did yesterday and the day before and the day before, if I eat the same cereal day after day, (laughs) I'll never realize maybe my full potential.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. And I think not realizing our full potential is probably the grave disappointment of life that we, I think, like I imagine being on my deathbed and thinking, did I, did I live fully? Did I explore everything I, I felt like I could or I wanted to, what had called me, right? And so I might, might, if I had lived longer, maybe there was more potential to realize. But But at that point, did I feel like I was always challenging myself to live more, live more, you know? And I feel like if I can say yes to that, that I can be at peace with myself and my choices of this lifetime, and I I, I love the idea of deathbed work as a um, you know deathbed work for me is projecting yourself out right to the end of your life or uh, to be suddenly coming coming to terms with you're being told it's going to be the end of your life whatever it is right and then going uh oh what 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 what, what, what? what am I going to do? Right. And so checking in, like, what, if you only had a year to live, well, how would you live? Right. These are some of the ways that we can, we get out of our comfort zone real fast, right. Is that deathbed work takes us out of our comfort zone real quick. Absolutely. (laughs) Nobody's nobody's comfortable uh, with death.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just had this conversation recently with a friend um, about, you know, well, what is it that you want? You know, what, When we think about staying in our comfort zone, sometimes if we do that too long, we're not creating the life we want, but we don't even remember how to dream, right? Again, that muscle. And so it is that end of life, you know, bucket list, if you will, that might help us really tap into what is it that we're missing out on right now? What is it that we might want to take a risk and, and bring into our life currently, right? That, that is a really good way to do it. I mean, other other than thinking on my deathbed, I'll think, oh, I should have had more ice cream. I shouldn't
0: have worried about that other extra ice cream so much. (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, oh, I should have more, you know, I should have Mm -hmm. stamps on my, in my passport. What are those things? Right, and what, right. what risk, you know, what do you have to do? What little risk do you have to take to begin to do some of those things?
0: Yeah, right. Um, I'll try to find the link um, to this, but I know that somebody wrote a beautiful article um, years, a few years ago about um, they had, I think they had done, a, done some research or worked at a nursing home. I forget what their background was, but I think it was something like that. And they um, were with people, maybe, but have been a hospice worker. And um, they were talking about the top five things that people talk about on their deathbed that they regret, right? What are your top five regrets? And, um, and and I think that's worth a read for people. You know, and if you think, oh, deathbed work, what is that? Well, here's a great a, a way of beginning to explore it a little bit. You know, well, here are common things that people feel like at the end of their life they wish they had done differently, and oftentimes it's relationship, not making peace in relationships with people, right? We think about deathbed work, you think about your bucket list, well that's one way to think about. And then the other thing is like, what is the condition of your actual life? Right. And what would you regret when you, when you left or you were leaving that you didn't make peace with or didn't feel good about? Yeah. So, so we'll uh, try to find that article. Okay. Laurel, we better wrap it up because we're, we're running along here today, but what, um, so let's see, how can we challenge our listeners today on this topic? What would be, a challenge you might send out if you were talking to a client about, um, uh, the danger of playing it safe. Yeah.
1: I think one of the things I would suggest is maybe looking, you know, in, in the past, right. Maybe a time that you did take a risk previously Yeah, and. How it felt to be able to be that courageous to take a risk to really get something that you want, yeah, or to pursue something you want you wanted at the time. Because I think that that reminder that we are capable of taking risk, and oftentimes we're better after we have challenged ourselves. Yeah. So perhaps that rather than looking forward, if in Mm -hmm. fact, we, we have been playing it safe for too long, look back. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's good. That's good. I think I would say, um, uh, maybe for a week, you know, do a, do a a moment to moment kind of, uh, or your daily review, right. Of just that day. Like, how did I play it safe today? What ways might've i been able to, Taking a little bit of a risk or push myself a little outside my comfort zone. Like, what is the thing that would cause me to grow my comfort zone? Because we only grow our comfort zone by by growing it, by doing, like taking ourselves out of comfort zone and doing something just a little bit different, a little bit edgy, a little bit, um, yeah, what might feel a little bit risky. So, yeah, yeah, just beginning to inventory for yourself to see. Where do you play it safe? And where might you push yourself, push your edges a little bit? Yeah, I love that. That's good. I love good. that. Oh, okay, Laurel, thanks for being with me today. And was... I hope that we've inspired people to, um, to step outside the comfort zone and expand their, expand their, their ideas about what their life could be. So they don't fall into the danger playing it safe all the time <laughs> that's right
1: yeah. well we could talk about this so much many yeah. more times i'm many sure it will times. come up again
0: yeah it will it will yeah. and we'll be back for more really really soon we will happy we happy will. monday happy monday all right i'll see you next week laurel bye for now bye bye
1: thanks for being with us here at beautiful work beautiful life as you do your beautiful work know that we're here for you Are there topics you'd like us to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.